Procrastinating, a term most often used by the millennial generation, is a method of putting something off, delaying, or postponing something by taking part in the act of baking. Procrastinating, a place to talk about our baking obsessions and avoid doing everything else. Coming to you from Southern California, I'm Louisa. And from Eastern North Carolina, I'm Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Welcome to season three. Yeah, so good to be back. I'm so excited. How do you feel? I feel very excited. Um, I've been looking forward to this and I've been having a lot of fun baking and preparation for all of the new segments we have coming up. And I guess I'm just super excited because we got to actually see each other and bake together this summer, yes. which was amazing. Um, Rachel and I had a really fun reunion in South Carolina and she got to meet my baby and we got to spontaneously make up, uh, what was it? Blueberry, no bake Blueberry. pie. Yep. <laughs> a lot of and the grape jam. Yeah. Grape jam. Um, we had a lot of fruit to, to deal with, to get rid of <laughs> before it went bad. <laughs> so a lot of our projects were centered around that. Um, and what else did we do, Rachel? We went on some crab. We discovered a newfound love of crab legs. <laughs> I was going to say, um, we love crab legs. We were both kind of like, I don't know. And then we went out to eat in Myrtle Beach and had the best crab legs. And that is, yes, our new obsession. Um, Enjoyed some long walks on the beach together. So, yeah, it was lovely. All around a very nice vacation. Yeah. Very, very nice. And so now here we are, recharged, ready to go. Um, what is going on with you, Rachel? Anything new since the last time I saw you? I'm getting ready to start a new job. Ooh, that's exciting. How do yeah, you feel? I'll be going back. I'll be working again as a paralegal and in a different town, um, about the same distance from my house. So my commute's going to be the same amount of time, but it's all, all highway driving. So the distance is less. So it's going to be a nicer drive. Okay. And I'll be working downtown, which is going to be nice because there's a lot of like coffee shops and good places to go get lunch. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I think we can expect to hear some out and abouts from you. Maybe you'll find some cool bakeries to check out. Yes. I'm excited for that. Very nice. We are very excited for you. So, Lou, what's new with you? Well, I have also returned to work. Um, I work for the school district, so that's been exciting, a little chaotic, but, you know, we'll get through it. Um, And other than that, just spending time with baby Claudia, who is nine months now and is doing lots of fun things every day. So I know it sounds so boring and I don't know, every parent probably says this, but I could just sit with her and watch her do just like roll around on the floor. And I find it super fascinating. It's so entertaining. Um, she is highly entertaining. I could watch her all day too. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like you, I was talking to Raul about this the other day with a baby, you're like getting a human, like in its purest form. Like they don't know anything negative or you know they haven't like felt hurt or pain they're just like excited to see what 
the world has to offer. So it's just so beautiful to see them be entertained. Like, oh, I have a hand and oh, I have a back of my hand. And now I have this, my fingers wiggle. It's just like the smallest thing she finds so fun. And I, I find a lot of joy just watching her ex- experience all that. So that's pretty much it. And then, um, yeah, and just doing a lot of baking. I was telling Rachel that I have to catch myself because I've had a lot of success. I have to say, like, I haven't burned anything. I haven't dropped anything. And the few things that I've made getting ready for our season three, um, challenges and, but I got to catch myself cause I'm feeling really confident. And that's usually when something goes wrong. So I won't say much more cause I want things to be a bit of a surprise, but yeah, baking, baking <laughs> has been going well, you guys. I'm really, really excited. That's exciting. Yeah. Baking is a great way to explore the food of other places without leaving our kitchens. Last season, we baked our way around the world and enjoyed learning about and recreating popular baked goods from other countries. We enjoyed our journey so much that this season, our travel adventures continue. Join us as we bake our way around the U.S. Road Trip Edition. You make the playlist and we will bring popular desserts from 10 different states. On the road trip, we visited Texas and did some research on the most popular Texan desserts. But before we share those, I thought it would be fun to try to guess the official state foods from each state we cover. Um, Rachel, can you guess what Texas's official state food is? Is it steak? No, but that is a really good guess, um, considering all of the good like meats and barbecue in Texas. It's actually Texas style chili. Oh yeah. Oh, there's just a chili without beans, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had Texas style chili. I think that's what Mara makes because she doesn't like beans. Oh, I see. I like chili with beans. Me too. Also random, their state vegetable, vegetable is the watermelon apparently. Oh, I know. Okay. I don't even know what to think about that, but I just thought that because oh, everything's bigger in Texas and they had to pick the biggest thing they could find. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> okay. But I did so, not realize a watermelon was a vegetable. I don't know if it really is. We'll have to, <laughs> but... we'll have to Google that later. <laughs> What's going on, Texas? Okay, Rachel, what did you decide to bake? So I made Texas sheet cake. Um, I had always heard about it, seen it in magazines, but I'm until recently had not been a sheet cake person. Um, so I decided to make it. And, um, one of my former coworkers was from Texas or has lived in Texas. So I was like, perfect. She can taste test it and tell me how I did. So oh, it was a chocolate good. cake. Yeah. I was excited to hear what she had to say. Um, it was a chocolate cake with buttermilk in the batter. And then I like boiled, made like a boiled glaze type icing, kind of a fudgy frosting, um, and then poured um, chopped pecans on top of that. Um, I tasted just so <laughs> I'm on like a challenge with Mike. Um, he bet me a hundred bucks that I can go 30 days without sweets. And I took him up with the exception that whatever I make for the podcast, I get to take one bite of. Wow. So I had my one bite of cake <laughs> and I thought it was going to be really hard because like chocolate is like my thing. Um, but it felt really flat. 
um, like it was just a cocoa powder cake. So I think it needed some actual chocolate maybe. Mm. Um, so I didn't like one anymore. I mean, I would have, <laughs> I probably would have ate it otherwise. <laughs> um, but I wasn't like craving it. Um, my friend said that um, she used to have a more brown, well, a more fudge-like cake is what she said okay. with a whipped frosting. She said, normally you boil it, but then you whip it. Whereas my recipe just had me pour it on top. I see. Um, and I thought it was interesting. She said more fudgy because a lot of people told me it tasted like a fudge brownie. <laughs> But she said, well, it tastes like a brownie and a cake together. And I was like, okay. But she says, normally it's more fudgy. And I was like, I don't understand, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> it's like how more, like a, how more fudgy could it get? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think she's right. Like if I had real chocolate in it or like actual chocolate, not just cocoa butter, I think that might make it more fudgy. So did you use, what kind of cocoa did you use? Um, I'm believe it was Dutch cocoa. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I thought Dutch, I, when you use Dutch cocoa, it's more, more chocolatey. More yeah. 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 That's Richer. what I thought too. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So a little not impressed with the, it was beautiful though. Like the chocolate glaze was so shiny. Like I felt like, Oh, this is going to be like, um, the Matilda cake just like in a sheet cake yeah Um, but it was not oh bummer um I mean at least it looked good (laughs) it did look and it all got eaten I mean between my work and Mike's work it was gone so do you think this is a classic a classic case of like it did taste good but it's now your standards are like higher for the things you make so you're like not good enough for me but it's probably (laughs) it's probably good Snobby Rachel. No. <laughs> Maybe. We need to somehow spin that into a cute t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's very possible. Because it sounds like it was delicious. I mean, people ate it, so they would People ate it. it. Like, they ate the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I hear what you're saying, though. Like, chocolate cakes, it's tricky. I always like to... More recently, I like to add in, like, chocolate chunks or chocolate chips in yes. there. Right? To melt out, so... Yeah, I hear you. Well, you know what? I think pecans must be a big, well, they are a big thing in Texas because mine also has pecans. Um, do you say, well, you say pecan, right? Not pecan. It's so bizarre. Um, I grew up with people in my family saying it all kinds of ways. Um, pecan, pecan, but I say pecan unless I'm ordering ice cream. Then I say butter pecan. Oh, Rachel, I'm the same. it comes from. I'm the same way when I order butter, it's pecan for ice cream, but pecan every other way. So I don't know. We might have to put up a poll on Instagram. Yeah, maybe the marketing, maybe the ice cream marketing company says pecan and we're just copying them. <laughs> You've been brainwashed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I made pecan pie, which mm-hmm. I have made before, but this time I followed a recipe from the 1996 Texas State Fair pecan pie winner. So this is like a an award-winning pie um, that I just found on, I don't even know, some I'll link the the recipe. Um and it was delicious. Um I have made you make a really good, I think I got the recipe from you, Rachel, the bourbon 
chocolate bourbon pecan pie. Yes, yes. And that one is also very delicious. Um, so, but this, this time, um, was my first time using like vanilla bean instead of just vanilla extract. Ever Um, or in a pie? Ever, Rachel. I've never used it before. Wow. I did not know that. Yes. And it was like life-changing. Not to be dramatic, yeah. but it kind of was. I have never, I know you've used it before a whole bunch. Um, the flavor of the vanilla, I was just like, wow, I just never knew that it could be this rich and amazing. And it totally made the pie. Um, I did not realize how expensive it is to buy vanilla beans though in the. It's gotten worse in the last couple of years. That was it? like a big um cyclones or hurricanes or something over by where they grow the vanilla and it devastated a lot of the crops so since then it's been really high wow yeah it was um I was a little it's like sticker shock but you know what it was worth it um it called for half of a vanilla vanilla bean um it was tricky trying to scrape out the seeds though I don't know if there's like a better technique you know I got it all over my hands and then it was hard to like then you take it off your hands and into the bowl yeah Yeah. I tried um but anyway it was it was really good the vanilla really came through and I tweaked it just a little bit so I didn't have dark corn syrup that it called I mean light corn syrup so I subbed dark corn syrup which I know is risky because it makes it probably richer but I didn't mind it I I thought it tasted Mm. good I was like this pie is already like packed full of sugar we're just gonna go right power yeah I substitute those things all the time the light and the dark and the brown sugar too and I don't most of the time no like regret it I don't really feel a difference yeah same here I think maybe that would make a fun segment to see like what people say how much of a difference does it actually make because I've wondered with the brown sugar specifically I often will not have the kind that I need so I just sub the other and I've never noticed it to be problematic but I don't know it'd be nice to read more about it um yeah. and then I did add some bourbon to the pie Ooh. I just feel like bourbon needed to be in there and just the smell heavenly oh it's just a good mix of all the flavors and it was so good it is by far the best pecan pie I've ever had um wow so it is award-winning <laughs> I think I was like oh I get why this lady got a ribbon for this pie because it was so good um yeah it was great we should do that we should bake for the state fair right that'd be super fun I've only been to the California State Fair one time. I didn't see that they had any pies. It wasn't really that kind of fair, but uh-huh. <laughs> they had they had hot dogs. Um, <laughs> same thing, right? But I feel right. like um, I feel like where you are, you could probably enter. Well, actually, didn't you enter like um, what was it? Was it like strawberry? Oh, that so that was like a. A farm near me had baking contests with their produce. I see. So yeah, I did peach and pumpkin and I may have done strawberry too. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fun. So yeah, I don't know. All in all, I was very happy and congratulations, Texas, for having amazing pecan pie. So is that your pecan pie recipe now you think? I think so. I mean, as much as I love the chocolate bourbon, this one's now probably my go-to. I'm going to have to try it. Sounds good. Yeah. And I don't like bourbon, but when you put it in baked goods, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like bourbon, bourbon and like pies like that really make a statement. (laughs) 
As millennials, we know that we aren't really the target audience for TikTok. And to be honest, we both find it a little overwhelming. Um, But one thing we are intrigued by are the many TikTok food trends. Uh, We don't know how to navigate TikTok. (laughs) So we sent a friend, TikTok Tina, to do some research and report back on what TikTok tends (laughs) on what TikTok trends we should take on. This episode, we decided to make one of the most aesthetically pleasing ones, the garden focaccia. Louisa, tell us how yours went. Um, I will, but I just realized how many times I put TikTok in this little paragraph. (laughs) Sorry, Rachel, you were a trooper. Like like by the fifth TikTok, I was like, wow, I put TikTok. I'm a clock now. (laughs) (laughs) And you tell what we're going to talk about in this paragraph, TikTok. Um, yeah, also to be fair, I tried getting on TikTok. That's why I sent TikTok Tina to do it because I try, I don't know how to search things. I'm just an Instagram girl. I don't know. Maybe if I tried more, I could figure out TikTok, but I just don't know if I want to put in that much effort. I don't trust it, man. I don't have an account because I don't trust it, (laughs) but I do watch the videos that my sister sends me. So I don't know. They may be spying on me through that, but um. (laughs) Yeah, it's just very, um, what's the word? It's like flashy. I probably sound really old talking mm. about this, but I just feel like when I'm on there, things are just like thrown at me and it's just a lot of moving parts and I just don't know where to go. I don't know. I did I did try my hand at searching a couple of things and found some cool videos. Um, and anyway, I did like going on there just to look at the focaccia specifically. And there are some really beautiful ones on there. And for mine, um, I try, I try to channel, I'm trying to channel you basically, Rachel, when I'm doing some of these (laughs) in that, in that I'm trying, you know, I have a base recipe and then I'm like, all right, just get a little creative. This is something that I've talked about in previous seasons where I tend to be very like by the book for a lot of things. I don't really like veering away from recipes because I worry about messing it up. And, you know, to some extent, like baking is a science. So with measurements and things like that, you have to be specific, but then with some of like the decorative aspects, especially for this one, you can get a little more creative. Um, and so the garden focaccia is basically just making focaccia and you're making like a garden scape with different ingredients. Um, and so I use, um, a really yummy, simple focaccia based recipe. And I used, um, things like chives for flower stems. I used, um, I used chives and basil for that. I used basil for like leaves and, um, some like grass and chives as well for like grass. And then I used have, uh, cherry tomatoes and I made, Raul got a kick out of this. I made bacon flour. So I cooked up some bacon and I chopped it up and then I rearranged it into like flower petals. Um, I saw that. I thought that was really cute. <laughs> It was really fun to make and delicious. Um, and then just used a lot of olive oil and garlic to drizzle on top. And it was so delicious. I really liked the flavor of the bacon in there. The basil really came through and it was really fun. I like didn't look at anything. I was just like, just picture in your head what you would want. And then bacon flowers came to me and I was like, yeah, that's, that's consistent. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I had, I think it was really fun and easy and I would totally do it again. And I think it would be a fun activity to do with kids, you know, get them a yes. little creative. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. 
how was yours, Rachel? Um, very similar. I though um, crisped up some pancetta, no, some prosciutto, Ooh. and put that in my dough. And that was a really good idea. It was so good. <laughs> that sounds like such a good choice. Oh, I love prosciutto. Mm, me too. Um, and I used a piece to make my son. And then Mike had brought home from work some fresh figs. So I made flowers out of the sliced figs and some blueberries. And I used chives too for the stems and basil. Um, and I used some oregano for like a little grass. <laughs> um, but I didn't coat my leaves and stems very well in olive oil so they like burned oh. <laughs> so I peeled them off and replaced them <laughs> with new ones when it came out of the oven. <laughs> um I did have that effect too like they shrivel up with the heat yes. um, yeah I hear you um I love the mix of flavors in yours though like the use of figs it's a very like summery influenced it felt really Russia. summery yeah and they all went well with the prosciutto which was my goal (laughs) (laughs) um and it tasted good right it was good yeah yeah precautious and I sprinkled when we ate it I sprinkled um goat cheese on top and that was really good too oh so good okay so what do you think on a let's come up with a scale a grading scale because I think it would be good to maybe say you know are these overhyped tiktok food trends or or you know does it match the hype so what would you give it on a scale of what's a fun scale like one cup (laughs) one cupcake to five cupcakes Ooh, I think four cupcakes because I think it's um you know it's something people can be creative with the dough is fairly foolproof I feel like yeah and um you can make it pretty, 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 Um, (laughs) but it's not like, Ooh, wow. Impressive. Um, so I think four, four is probably where I would go to. Yeah. It was, yeah, that, that dough is pretty foolproof. So four cupcakes. It is. We have given our judgment. We've established a scale. love all things trivia and if you've listened before you'll know that a little pop quiz pops into several of our episodes so in honor of season three Rachel would you do some procrastinating pop quiz trivia with me absolutely (laughs) okay um let's see so Rachel what segments from seasons one and two will make an appearance in season three of procrastinating this one uh pop quiz And we're also going to continue with dessert and a movie. Yes. Okay. So next question. What are some new segments to be featured this season? The the one we just finished, um, TikTok Trends with our friend Tina. (laughs) Um, Once Upon a Bake, which is going to be really fun. Um, People sharing some memories of um, being in the kitchen or baking with um, family. And um, Around the U.S., which is a spin on our Bake Around the World. Yes. And, you know, it's funny. I just thought that we never gave TikTok Tina a proper introduction. But really, she's just a random friend who likes TikTok and understands it. And she reports back to us. (laughs) 
I picture her like uh, the lady from Carmen San Diego. Ooh, that's good. Mysterious. Yes. Glamorous and mysterious. That's Tina. <laughs> okay, so this really doesn't have a right or wrong answer, but I just thought it would be fun. What was your favorite season two baking memory? Ooh. You know what? I really liked it when we did the, um, I think this was season two, um, the Great British Bake Off Challenge. Oh, those were fun. Not really for the podcast, I mean, not for the audio, but it was a lot of fun. Those were fun. We got really competitive. (laughs) Really into it. Um, Okay, and then what is something that you're looking forward to baking in season three? Ooh, um, you know, I haven't decided what I'm going to bake yet for our 1950s bake that's coming up, but I looked at a lot of like really good ideas, so I'm kind of excited to dive into that challenge yeah and I guess that's actually one that we missed that we are that's one that was in season two that we'll be making it back is decade desserts that's right yeah so keep a listen out for those those will be really fun um okay so I really love would you rather questions so I thought maybe we could go back and forth and ask each other some of these so I can start Okay, okay so Rachel um would you rather have baked or no baked pie Oh, this is so hard um, because I love like a baked cherry pie feeling like that's so good. Yeah. Um, but I think in general, no bake. And that's because a lot of times I don't like pie crust. <laughs> so no bake has like a cookie crust or a graham cracker crust. So I'm going to go with no bake. That you like. Okay. Wow. I learned something new about you today. No bake. Cool. So Lou, chai or cardamom? Uh, this one's tough. I actually kind of want to hear your answer on this because I feel like you love both of those <laughs> equally. But for me, I would have to say chai, um, which I know chai is like a mix of different things. Cardamom is good too, but chai is just has a special place in my heart. So it'd have to be chai. Yeah, I would do the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Rachel, would you rather have giant size cookies or regular size, more normal size cookies? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, giant um whenever I see them like I have I have to buy it (laughs) (laughs) there's some kind of attraction to a cookie that's the size of my face really respond to that marketing huh giant (laughs) yeah (laughs) face size cookies um awesome uh Lou for sweetener would you choose maple syrup or corn syrup okay so this one is tough because I don't really like care for either Honestly, like when a recipe calls to use one of those, I'm yes. just like whatever I have on handy. I usually will always go for corn syrup though. Don't know. I I don't know. Maple maybe just seems like a bit much for me. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rachel, this is a cleanup question because we both spill a lot <laughs> of things. And I have spilled both of these ingredients in the past couple of days. And I'm like, these are just a pain to clean up. Um, so would you rather have you know, spill and then have to clean up flour or spill and then have to clean up sugar? Ooh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think sugar because like flour makes like that doughy mess on your counter. So you like sugar, you can like just wipe it with your hand. Um, but like flour, like leaves a trail. (laughs) So then you have to get it wet, but then it makes like a dough on your counter. So then you have to like scrub it off. So I think sugar is usually easier. <laughs> That's funny. I can like picture you doing both of these things. 
Um, that's interesting because you know what I was gonna say I would rather spill flour because I had to try to you know clean up granulated sugar the other day and I found it so hard to like capture it all whereas like with flour oh, that's true. the flour will stick yeah yeah I don't know but honestly both are really bad and getting both out of your dog is also really tough <laughs> oh no that's... that must be a recent experience yeah <laughs> would you rather to never have to clean up your kitchen or never have to measure and take out ingredients Ooh. Ooh, this is a good one. I really, here's the thing. I really enjoy like having the, the mise, is it mise en place? You'd think by season yes. three, I would know how to say it, mise en place. I like the, <laughs> um, the aesthetic, like, oh, everything's out and it's, you know, divided and it's cute little bowls. I hate doing it though. Like I love when it's all done, but I hate the process, but I really hate cleaning up. So I would probably love if I never had to clean up the kitchen when I'm done. Yeah, I think that's the worst, but I'm with you. Like, I love the mise en place too, but it's like, really? <laughs> we have to do this now? <laughs> oh, so time consuming, yeah. Okay, so this is a little different. So what would you bake for someone needing a pick-me-up? Like a friend that's having a rough time, feeling a little sad, needs a something happy. Fancy chocolate chip cookies because they're nostalgic. They could possibly still be warm and they have chocolate. Ooh, I love that. I was thinking you would say chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and they're, I mean, they're so, com- they're like the perfect thing. They're like reliable. It's like that trusty yeah. friend giving you a hug, you know, when you're having a hard day, the chocolate chip cookie. That's a good answer. What would you bake for a celebration? Ooh, I think I would go, it's been a while since I've made it, but for a long time, my go-to for any kind of like party or event would be the cream cheese flan that I learned mm-hmm. how to make um, from my mother-in-law. It is like the best. It's always a crowd pleaser and it's pretty easy to make. Um, and it looks, I feel like for a celebration, you want like a showstopper, something that looks impressive. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's always like what pleases when I make. So it'd be the cream cheese flan. That's a good answer. Well, I forgot how much I love pop quiz, even though we do it like all the time, but <laughs> But yeah, we'll have to do more of these this season. Yeah, I love it too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Procrastinating. We hope we've provided some food for thought for your next Procrastinating project. As always, the links and photos discussed in this episode can be found in our show notes. Procrastinate with us on Facebook and Instagram while you wait for our next episode to rise. We release new episodes first and third Fridays on your favorite platform. Tune in to the next batch of Procrastinating for another stop on our Bake Around the U.S. road trip where we visit Utah. We will also time travel back to the 50s for 50s inspired bakes and a dessert and a movie challenge. Until next time, stay sweet. This has been Procrastinating. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a good review. You can also subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed directly from our website at ProcrastinatingPodcast.com. Also, feel free to follow us and give us your feedback on social media, on Instagram at, at ProcrastinatingPodcast, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash ProcrastinatingPodcast. Procrastinating is hosted and created by Rachel Rhodes and Luisa Gonzalez, produced and edited by Raul Ceballos, theme music by Alex Walker-Smith, and show artwork by Rob Demers. Thank you.